Hey everyone, welcome to another Patreon edition of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Mikey. And I'm Charles. Oh my god. Okay, so get ready, people. This is the day that we have been training for. This is the day, (laughs) this is almost one of the main reasons that I decided to have a podcast because I was like, I can talk about my favorite movies. This is like, it's not on the main feed because it's not really like in the vibe, I guess, of fashion grunge as you think of it or as I think of it. So I needed somewhere to like unload the amazing uh, thoughts I have about this movie. And thankfully, you two love it just as much as I do. We're talking the First Wives Club from 1996. Finally. Finally, finally. (laughs) Directed by Hugh Wilson. I first saw this movie when I was probably 13 or 14, and I have no idea why, but these three divorcees just <laughs> spoke to me. Like, throughout my life, I just, yeah, it, it was just, like, these women were just every, I don't know, I was just so inspired by these women. I don't even know why. I was like, I, I fucking love this. I don't even know what they're talking about, but as I get older, I'm just like, fucking preach. <laughs> like, yeah, right. preach, girl. And everyone could be found in one of these, I am Brenda. <laughs> for everyone who wants to know i figured out which is the bet midler character who i'm excited about because she's badass um but yeah i mean we're talking first wives club we're here guys we are here <laughs> i i would say i probably quote this movie on average at least three to four times a week just in general conversation right? like it's 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 just the most like quotable movie like at, at, ever made more than clueless like more than anything you should have seen our fucking group text as like we were talking (laughs) about this the whole thing i was like guys this episode is gonna be four hours because we're just gonna start right now from the beginning and just recite the entire movie (laughs) like it's just crazy it was so funny earlier today i was shopping for a uh, building party that we're having tomorrow for saint patrick's day and I look down at, at my phone, and there's literally like 22 texts between the <laughs> both. And then I'm like, "Shit, I gotta get home right away so I can join on this conversation." <laughs> yeah, I wondered. I was like, "Where's Mikey?" Like for a while, we were literally just texting like fork. all these random things that like if you haven't seen it also this is on stars right now if you have stars or you can probably sign up for a trial like i'm telling people to do it's uh free on on demand as well oh nice okay so and outside of that like rent this it's so fucking worth it i I mean i mean i mean you could rent it you could also just like buy it yeah you could also just straight (laughs) buy it um it is so fucking good it's just classic like goldie hahn diane keaton and bed midler i mean this this cast is like incredible incredible like marcia gay harden bob Ryder. Fucking yeah. Locklear for like five seconds. Yeah, Heather Locklear. I would have loved Shannon Doherty as that role too. Oh, <laughs> oh, can you imagine? That would have been good. Just just even to have her on camera for like a hot second, that would have been cool. <laughs> and then fucking Dame Maggie Smith, right? She's a dame, right? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. Mrs. McGonagall, people. I mean, I mean come on. Um, and uh, she also played Mother Superior in Sister Act. Yes! Oh, like, shit, yeah! <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many, like, just amazing people. Fucking SJP. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he was right. also in Hocus Pocus with Bette Midler. With like, Bette Midler yeah. Three years before. Um, yeah, I mean, we got Oscar winners in here. We got Dan Hedaya. 
Matt um, Holly yeah, from Adam's family. <laughs> oh, no, well, he's. He, I have to say, he's he's like a great actor because he's great in Clueless. He's great in the Adam's family, and I also love him in the movie Dick. Like where oh, plays fuck, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, we also literally have Elizabeth Berkeley playing Noni from Showgirls. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, mother, mother, where are you? Over I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> I just met a man. And then an angel. For, he's a god. He's a he's doctor. A doctor. <laughs> and then for us older, older people, we have Bronson Pinchot as oh, uh, the, perfect the fabulous awful designer. Oh my god. <laughs> Stockard Channing, aka Rizzo from Greece. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's crazy. We already said Marsha Gay Harden, Stephen Collins, who will now not Timothy be named. Fucking Oliphant. <laughs> yes, Timothy Oliphant's first credit. Yep. Yeah. How amazing! Um, this is originally a book written by Olivia Goldsmith, but the screenplay is written by Robert Harling. Charles, you have read the book. I have. Um, so yeah, we will come to you throughout with like yeah differences and whatnot, but that's cool. She also writes. Um, Olivia also writes for the First Wife Club uh, series. Oh yes, there is a series oh, on BET. We were talking off air. It is not. It's it's in the same world. Like it's related, <laughs> but it's not like a direct sequel. Correct. Or anything okay. from this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I haven't seen it. But yeah, you were saying, and Eileen Heckart, right? She's the mom. Yeah, well, she's uh, um, Catherine. Yeah, yeah. well, she passed away after this, I think. Oh. Yeah, I, I believe this was her last mm-hmm. movie, but she and Goldie Hawn actually starred in a movie together in 1972 called Butterflies Are Free. And, oh. um, like, she actually won an Oscar for that role. So, um, there are a lot of Oscar winners in here. It's yeah, like Maggie yeah. Smith, Diane Keaton, I, Goldie Hawn. I believe, there, I believe there are six winners and uh, three other n- people who were n- nominated. Yeah. Shit. Has Bed Midler ever been nominated for an Oscar? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, she's okay. been nominated, but I don't think she's ever won. Yeah. Right? Like, um, did you ever see The Rose? Yep. Mm-hmm. The one yeah. that's like about Janis Joplin. Yeah. 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 So it's she, good. Yeah. She's nominated for The Rose, and then she's also nominated um, for um, this movie that I think came out in the early 90s called For the Boys, where her and James Oh, Bond, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. For, for, My like, mom is a big yeah, yeah, yeah. fan. She, she totally has it. It's so crazy. Fuck, man. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. So, yeah, what are your first impressions, Mikey? When did you first see this? Okay, so I actually remember the first time watching this. Oh, Shocker. wow, okay. Shocker, since I normally say that I don't ever remember watching shit for the first time um <laughs> but when white flint mall was a thing um oh God. throwback yay um my mom and i actually watched uh the premiere of this because we would always get together every like well i mean obviously i lived in her house but every other like two weeks we would go see a movie at white flint so it was like this and this and this um and then on I think my request because I knew I knew more of Goldie Hawn back then okay. in Bette Midler I was like mom can we go see this movie as soon as we sat down you know the music intro starts um which I love which I love we're like bopping along we're like okay cool this is this is a good movie and it was just left us in stitches the whole <laughs> <Yeah>. entire time <laughs> like we talked about this star studded cast um I knew, like I said, I knew more about like Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, Sarah, Elizabeth, and Bronson more. Um, and then, of course, um, Dan, like we were talking about. 
but I only knew him playing Tully in the Adams family. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, like, and I knew of Diane Keaton, but I didn't really know her, but this movie actually gave me a lot of homework (laughs) to do after like researching all the, all these actor and actresses watching the movies, watching the TV shows, sex in the city, you know, with Sarah. Um, which is just so, two years after this. The first Sex and the City, I think, was yeah. like 98, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. here's, here's the thing. I need like a Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> of um, what? Of this movie? Um, of this movie because there are some holes and that I also wish that um, there was another cut where Cynthia would be more like, would not die. Yeah. I wanted to see <laughs> more obviously, of Cynthia. Yeah. 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 Um. But no, I, I fucking love this movie. The whole movie is so quotable, like we were talking about. It's so and good. It has to be seen by everyone and fuck it, like own it. Don't yeah. rent it. <laughs> yeah. Own Don't it. just it rent it. Be, it needs to be on your shelf displayed for everyone to walk through your house and be, oh, you know this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is one of those movies I think that's like a sleeper, but still on this rewatch, it just holds up. Like yeah. it's still better than like a half the movies I've seen that have come out in the last 10 years. I mean, I always put that, not always, but like it's it's one of those movies with, where it's like, if I can't decide on what to watch, I'll watch this. Oh like, yeah, it's like clueless for me too. Yeah. 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 It'll be in the background and stuff like that. I'll stop what I'm doing just to watch like a scene or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like always good. Yeah. I yeah, it is. It's always so fucking good. But those are that's my that's my first impressions plus more. <laughs> cool. Well, Charles, what about you? So I uh saw this movie in the theater with my older sister. Oh, um cool. and I believe we were at uh UA in Bethesda. Oh yeah! Um, uh-huh. Wow, another throwback. <laughs> just um, because you know, back in nineteen ninety eight, UA was the place you wanted to go on Friday okay, night. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was less of a movie theater and more like a you know more more of a place where like you know like um, gathering like a peach pit, <laughs> it, if you it, will. <laughs> it was more where where like deals were like you know made and you know like broken. And, you know, it was kind of like the Senate, I, I, I guess. Like, I mean, this, <laughs> like, there, so many people's futures were determined at United Artists Bethesda. <laughs> May it rest in peace. Yes. <laughs> and the tunnel underneath it that had, like, the most amazing, like, oh, God. food smell. Where, oh. What restaurant was that? Well, okay, so I finally figured it out. So apparently the, the, uh, the like, filters the filterization system for benihana like like you know like filtered <gasps> down through, 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 oh, the, through, through, through the tunnel so the entire tunnel just like smelled like chinese food and it was oh my god it was like, just so good yeah so good <laughs> we used to walk through there. didn't um, i have my birthday there a couple times yeah. Uh, I went to the one in Santa Monica. I don't think I've ever been to one here. I had like oh. a horrible experience. Mm. It's always someone's birthday there, so it's always yeah, like true. kind of a shit thing. But but yeah, it, I mean the food was okay, but I, I got kind of sick. Mm. And then it was like a sick night. Like I just oh, yeah. like, no. it was uh, I feel like there's some kind of bad vibe for some reason. Mm. Um oh, and then when I was in college, my uh my boyfriend actually introduced me to the novel and like oh, it's cool. it's like good because it's 
it's like s- similar enough that it's like more s- still like a recognizable story. Like like all the characters from the movie are in the book, but it's different enough that it keeps it it like keeps you going. Oh, so okay. and cool. yeah, so um and you know I, I'd say this is a book that I read like maybe once every two to three years just for fun. Oh nice. So, oh yeah. nice. Okay, I need to read this. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, um, and it's you know it's like a pretty link. It 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 it, it it's, just, it's just like a good meaty kind of juicy book. Oh, you know, cool. like you know, it's it's like just under five hundred pages. So oh, okay, so yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, yeah, and oh, you, nice. You, 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 you know, I mean, you just get to know these characters, a, a, you know, a lot better and what their lives are like, and you know, it kind of delves a lot into like you know New York high society and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it, it, we only we only got like a short flashback, I think, once or twice, mm-hmm. where in the beginning it we saw that they. Like they were graduating college, and then you saw yeah. the like, yeah, you saw that, and then you just heard them talk about when Cynthia's twenty first birthday was, but we didn't see yeah, it. Didn't yeah. Know. So yeah, yeah, it was like I was like, oh man, I wish we could know. I thought that's what they were gonna do. I think there was a rumor it that was it was gonna do something on Netflix, yeah. right? Like a mm-hmm. prequel. Yeah. Like yeah. especially a prequel where they were in college, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh well, that would be cool because it'd be like four girls, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, I guess it just like didn't end up happening, or maybe it is. Maybe it's gonna happen again. Who knows? Cool. Um, I don't know when I first saw this movie. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, my mom. I'm sure had it. She has or had like a bunch of like divorced friends, and like they <laughs> were like kind of like this. So I think they like identified <laughs> with like this movie. And I don't know why, but I I guess I did like in relation through her in like a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, like most of my friends also had like divorced moms. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like especially in like the 90s, I guess divorce was like way more prevalent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most people it was like half your class, you know, so it kind of made I kind of I guess knew like some of the situations that they were referring to, you know, like girlfriends, like the dads have girlfriends or like all that kind of stuff. So I kind of got it. And uh, yeah. And then obviously it just stayed with me. And like, I just, yeah, it's like one of my favorite, it's like a comfort one. Like you were saying, it's like clueless. I can probably quote the entire thing. Um, So yeah, there's just so many, I have so many like good memories of this movie. It's like a good, happy watch. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. Yeah, it's cool. So, all right, behind the scenes, what did you guys dig up? Mikey, what did you find? So, in no particular order, like I always say, um, <laughs> the, like I said, just random hodgepodge. Um, Goldie Hawn's lips were obviously fake. Um, mm-hmm. Real doctors created a saline solution that was perfectly harmless for one scene, for that one scene where Reiner's character, like, in is injecting her with collagen. That's insane. Yeah. But apparently Goldie said later in an interview that it was actually a painful process. And oh, really? Quote, unquote, scared her enough not to get collagen. But uh, I look at this today, and I don't know when this was written, but clearly she's had work done. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, she got over that fear real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no judgment. Um, yeah. The, the line, um, did you just get a little bit or the whole enchilada asked by Be- uh, Bette Miller's character, Brenda, mm-hmm. was originally penned as, did you get the whole Ivana, speaking about Ivana Trump, but it was oh later changed when the real Ivana was cast in the movie to like not offend her. 
don't get mad, get everything. Get everything. <laughs> I guess that's worse, right? Isn't yeah. wouldn't that be kind of worse? Like, okay. Um, and like you said, this is the first movie that Til- Timothy Oliphant premieres in. I know. Am I saying his name right, by the way? I think Oliphant. it's Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant? Okay. Oliphant, or is it Oliphant? Something. I actually am considering, I was talking to one of my friends the other day about like, I think he was just like asking, like, oh, what are you watching now? And I was like, oh, you know, and like whatever I told him. He's like, you should watch Star Wars, whatever, like one of the Star Wars series that's on Disney Plus. And I was like, no, 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 no I don't. I don't fuck with Star Wars. Like, I don't care if you do. I was like, that's cool. And he's like, oh, no, I think, like, you like one of the actors in it. I was like, who? And he's like, I think Timothy Olyphant. I was like, oh, wait, he is in a Star, Star Wars. Wars thing. Yeah, I think he's a Mandalorian. And then I was like, oh, yeah. For and I was like, wait, and I, isn't Pedro Pascal yeah. in it, too? And he was like, yeah. I was like, I'm watching. I want to watch this series <laughs> because I like both of those guys. Oh, oh, wait. I didn't realize Pedro Pascal was in it. Is he in the main? He's the, he's the Mandalorian. He's the Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I was like. I don't know what that means, but that sounds like he's in every episode, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> he's in every episode, yeah. Oh, okay, then I'm going to watch it then. Um, so, yeah, so that that was my reason. And also, I'm in the throes and, like, deep in the throes of, like, a Robert Pattinson uh, era. Yeah. So I'm about to finish Twilight tonight. And, like, uh, yeah, I watched Belle Ami, another movie where he plays some, like, guy who just seduces women all throughout, like, 18th century England, one of them being, like, Christina Ricci. And I was like... This is a weird movie, but I kind of like this. And it's just like, he's just like a scam artist. And like Uma yeah. Thurman is one is in there too. So yeah, I'm oh. like, I'm, and now I want to watch Tenet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to watch like everything that he's in now. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm in that vibe. But, um, oh yeah, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, it's okay. Um, the brown haired uh, lady at the funeral that first notices Cynthia's ex and uh, Heather Locklear's character. Um, she does that little like squinty glare thing. She's actually the author of the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, so, that's cool. So in addition to reading the first Wives Club, which um, which which I cannot re- recommend highly enough, I um, I would also um, check out the Olivia Goldsmith book called Switcheroo, which is about a um, housewife who discovers that her husband is having an affair w- w- with a mit- w- w- with a woman who is about 20 years younger than she is and aside from the age and aside from the age difference they look almost exactly alike and so no way they they concoct this plan to basically like teach him a lesson and so um you know like the girl who he like the mistress and the wife yeah so so even though they're about 20 years apart they look so much alike that they concoct this like amazing plan um and um then i i also really enjoyed the novel called pin pals which is about a which is about a bunch of female inmates who are locked up so oh wow okay yeah oh nice cool i just have a couple more um john stewart like we were talking about was originally in the movie as goldie hawn's boyfriend but all his scenes were cut supposedly it added like an extra 40 minutes that the studio wouldn't allow or that's, that's one of the rumors. Anyway, that's so uh, weird too. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, probably wasn't uh, a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We didn't need uh, that. Yeah. Um, Jessica Lang was originally casted as Elise. How insane, Jessica Lang! I can't imagine that. I mean, she's not. First off, she doesn't have Goldie Hawn's like funny. Um, like I haven't uh, seen it. Although, has she done anything that's really funny? 
I mean, she's. I mean, she's she, been funny. She was in Tootsie. Like that's kind of a well, comedic movie. True. Yeah, right? but she's yeah. not. I don't think Goldie Hawn's level of funny. No, no, not no, at no, 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 no. So, um, and each of the each of the women in this movie, they all almost have the same equal funny. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, and all different kinds of funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They really balance each other out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Jenny McCarthy was originally casted as Phoebe, Elizabeth Berkeley's character. Oh, wow. That's interesting to me. Yeah, that's weird. I can't see that at all. No. Um, Diane Keaton was the first casted as one of the three leads. I guess they, uh, they always had Diane Keaton in mind. Oh, so, okay. Uh, you know, they were like hardcore. You know, she's her, her character doesn't get a replacement or a thought, you know? Um, that's funny and I guess Bette Midler was the same apparently um, although she apparently had a very bad attitude with the director the whole time yeah that's what I heard but she apparently said in many interviews that I've seen and heard that she had like the best time ever on a movie set really (laughs) I know it's Bronson Pinchot is the one that said that she had like was mean to him so maybe she yeah that's what he's the one quoted saying that he like she was like really difficult with him and he's like I don't know why and yeah it was really weird that he said that in an interview in like 2009 he said she was such a bitch to him when he was directing she would be rolling her eyes pantomiming with her favorite actors and she made it very difficult he was at his wits end he was actually a very nice man but she was unkind to him on that movie yeah so I don't know Sorry, I've got like four more. Oh yeah. But, um, First Wise uh, was one of the f- the few films back then to fully like shoot in New York City, which oh, really yeah. authenticity. <clears throat> Excuse me. However, they shot mostly in Joan Rivers' neighborhood. <laughs> and at one time, Joe Joan got so fed up that she walked over to the director one day, told him to fucking get out already. <laughs> <laughs> she apparently wouldn't leave him alone for like days on end. Oh my god! Wow, that's funny. Um, but then I guess eventually stopped. I never, I, I, I didn't read anything that like said like how she gave up or something. I don't know. Um, originally the movie was three hours long. What? So that was interesting to hear. Three I'm like, hours? I would, I would actually love to see that. I know. What the fuck? I, I mean, hey, we just saw the Batman that was like three hours and ten minutes. So is that really that long? I mean, it did feel kind of long. There were some scenes in it that I was like, okay, that could have been happening. Seconds, yeah, yeah, they could have cut thirty minutes from that, and then and not uh, made it so fucking dark. Jeez, <laughs> like we can't see as it is. <laughs> like we've been staring at screens for like two years. Now you're gonna make this movie like crazy dark. Right? I don't know. And then my last one, sorry, is uh, the director, um, Olivia Goldsmith, passed away in 2004 due to cosmetic surgical surgical procedures. Oh, the author of the book? The author of the book, that's my man. Oh, yeah. no way. Oh, that sucks. That's almost like Joan Rivers. Yeah. Right? Yeah, damn. That's crazy. But a lot of The First Wives is, is based on her real life situations. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so interesting. That's Crazy. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Charles, that was did, no, it's all right. Charles, did you get anything? Yeah. Um, so 
Um, get ready to experience some blind rage. So these are the Rotten Tomato scores. Oh, no. Um, critics gave this movie 49%. What? 49? And, and the audience score is 68%. What? what? 68? And I, I was like, were we watching different movies because this is like the perfect movie this <laughs> like, literally has is a rotten what is it certified fresh in my book yeah <laughs> like a hundred percent what um what? that's crazy people so, are idiots first of all i mean clearly yeah um, so uh this movie was nominated for an oscar um it was nominated for um best original score musical or comedy i guess really? i guess in the mid 90s yeah, I guess in the '90s they were still doing this thing where the musical scores were split into like um, musical and like dramatic categories, kind of like they are at the Golden Globes and like the acting oh, yeah. categories. So the other movies nominated that year in this um, category were James and the Giant Peach, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Preacher's Wife, The oh, Hunchback no. of Notre Dame. <laughs> And they all lost to the movie Emma, starring Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, God. Oh, really? <laughs> um, God, ew. I was like, the fact this movie was only nominated for one Oscar was just For like, score? Yeah, and it was like, really? You it had, wasn't even nominated for, like, screenplay? Yeah. Or, like, like, I mean... Or, or like, or, editing... Or like costume yeah. design, or yeah, like greatest nothing. movie ever made, <laughs> right? Best fucking picture, <laughs> like God. Jesus. Um. So okay, so um, this movie features six actors who have won Oscars. Okay. Um. Uh, Diane Keaton, who won for Annie Hall, Goldie Hawn, who won for Cactus Flower. Uh, I've seen that. It, it, it's it's good. It, uh, I think it came out in like the late sixties, and it's um like it has like Walter Matthau and Ingrid Bergman in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. Um, and uh, Dame Maggie Smith uh has won two Oscars for the Prime of Miss Jean Brody, um, the same year that um, and she she actually won the same year that Goldie Hawn won her Oscar for Oh Cactus Flower. And then she also won an Oscar for Oscar for California Sweet um, in 1978, oh, and okay. um, then Marsha Gay Harden went on to win a Best Supporting Actress for the movie Pollock. Yay! Um, yay! Um, and then J.K. Simmons, who appears very briefly as one of like the agents who takes Morty away. Oh, I was gonna say I saw his name, but I was like, where is he? Yeah, um, so he actually just won an Oscar a few years ago for the movie Whiplash. Oh, that's right. Um, and then Eileen Heckert, who plays Annie's mom, won an Oscar in 1972 for the movie uh, The Butterflies Are Free. And then there are three additional Oscar n- nominees in this movie. Stalker Channing, who is nominated for Six Degrees of Separation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and then, I haven't seen that. And then Bette Midler, who was nominated for The Rose and For the Boys. And then oh. Rob Reiner was apparently nominated for best um, for, director um, um, as uh, as a producer for A Few Good Men. Oh wow! I was gonna yeah. say I'm surprised he wasn't nominated for like Stand by Me. Yeah, I know, right? Or like um, 
Did Stand By Me win anything? Was that like a sleeper? Was that not like a I, I think studio I, Off the top of my head, I think it was nominated for Best or like Adapted Screenplay, but I don't think it won anything. Yeah, that would be so good. Um, like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, so um, so uh, this is something I thought was just kind of cool and cute. So apparently Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and Diane Keaton were all born within 45 days of, e- know, days of each other. I know, I saw that. How and cute. And the, they, they like all celebrated their 50th birthdays on set. <laughs> How cool. <laughs> um, so apparently in the scene where Brenda is in Elise's apartment, she picks up Elise's Oscar. That is Goldie oh, Hawn. Yeah. That is Goldie Hawn's like actual Oscar. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, let's see. Um, and um, also sadly um i eileen heckert who played um Annie's mom this is her last film um, and she like she like has that great voice you know you know uh-huh. so i uh, so um I, i've always enjoyed her as as an actress and so i uh just wanted to pour one out for eileen heckert Aww. so yeah Aww. i'm not gonna actually i'm not gonna actually do it but i mean i just want to say it so. <laughs> that's so funny so yeah those are all my behind the scenes stuff cool i just have a few well the budget for this film was 26 million dollars which is pretty cool um and it made 181 oh like <laughs> it kind of made a big deal and then because of this uh, they were really hesitant anyway to even make this film. They didn't think that actresses like over like, you know, late forties, which is kind of like the whole point of this yeah. is like, they didn't really, I think it's paramount. Didn't really think that like they could anchor a film and compete with, I think it was a Bruce Willis action film was coming out the same weekend. And they were like, there's no way like, you know, people are not going to go see first wise club. They're going to see Bruce Willis, whatever. Like he's older, but he can like anchor a movie. They fucking beat him that weekend. That's so cool. So cool. They totally showed him. And then even after this fact, and they made all this money and like did really well, they still thought it was a fluke. Like they didn't actually take it as credit for these actresses actually helming this amazing project. I mean, it's basically a female dominated cast anyway. Yeah. And they just didn't really take that as, you know, this is why they were like, Oh, well it's a fluke. I mean, that just sounds like all the bullshit that women have to deal with over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. I'm not not surprised at all. Yeah. And then they, when they were going to do a sequel, that's the reason why they like kind of sort of didn't really do a sequel. Cause they thought, well, maybe it was just like a flash in the pan. Like we don't want to take the chance in doing another one and it wouldn't work out, which granted this film is almost very much like my so-called life and freaks and geeks. Like the one season is just so good. And while I do want more of it, I'm glad it's all just so good here. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks that obviously they didn't get a sequel, but it's, the film is great as it is, but it kind of sucks the reason why. Yeah. Like it sucks that if it, you know, it's not like it's something that like they pushed out. It's something that they kind of wanted to do and they just kind of thought they wouldn't be able to make the money. So they didn't do it. That kind of sucks. But yeah, I also find that really funny um, about the fact that Goldie Hawn's the only one who's a divorcee out of all of them (laughs) because Bette Miller's been married to the same man since 1984. And I don't believe Diane Keaton's ever been married. Oh, okay um so yeah i thought that was kind of funny and in the trailer if you see the original trailer there are a lot of scenes in there that are actually not in the final cut oh, oh really? um yeah mm-hmm. and it's a few yeah a few 
uh clips like more than more than just like one or two because i was watching it and i was just like wait this is not in it and then i looked it up and they said you know yeah a lot of them were not like uh, yeah so yeah kind of grab your attention Mm -hmm, which is so funny um and then right as they were about to wrap the film the director was like shit we don't have a good ending to tie this all together and he wanted to use the song you don't own me own me by leslie gore and on a whim he just suggested to do what they did oh like and yeah and that ended up being like a massive one and then um they ended up using the last take I think that they did, which included like the sunrise and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. okay. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the, also the team thought of uh, the whole tagline, don't get mad, get everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was really funny. And like Hugh Wilson uh, gave it to Ivana in the movie for her to say it. And it, was, and it was Good. like, yeah. And it, she, I think just had just divorced Donald Trump at that time. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so it was like kind of a perfect, yeah. thing yeah because like everyone in new york specifically like knew that movie which is really cool so yeah i thought that was really neat yeah so yeah awesome Thanks. all right oh did we talk about jennifer lawrence about uh, how when she won a golden globe she went on stage in her acceptance speech and said i beat meryl yeah <laughs> that's like a, a quote from the movie obviously but apparently but like hollywood it. yeah didn't know and they thought that she was being really insensitive and i was like what and it's so weird because meryl never said anything so i wonder right? i wonder if meryl knew yeah and like everyone else was just like oh my god i can't believe she said that well, i thought it was kind of funny yeah because i think like meryl's like friends with like a lot of these uh-huh actresses so yeah. i mean you know she probably got it <laughs> you know? yeah right like, like i don't yeah it's it's just so silly like his marilyn goldie hawn were in death becomes her and oh yeah like i don't know if marilyn and bet midler have ever done a movie together anyway so. oh yeah. but um but i i know that marilyn diane keaton were in the movie marvin's room yeah oh that's oh, right God. yeah such a good movie oh my god yeah shit so cool all right, well, moving on to fashion. Let's do it. Oh, God. Okay. Leone <laughs> V. Aldridge is the costume director mm. here. Do so you, what are your standouts? Um, so do you think the saint that is this costume director, do you think she's on the same level as, like, M- M- Mona May for Clueless? Mm, and, no. No? Okay. No, I, I, think, no. Mona, okay. I think Mona May. I think because... Mona May is probably like the top, like yeah. honestly, like just based on Romeo and Michelle and Clueless, like come on. Yeah. Also, okay. I would say Pat Field too oh, would, okay. be up, would be up there too. I do like the costume styling in this. It's very subtle, but there are certain things that you know that like really define each character, like the styles and like silhouettes and stuff. But I think it's way more of a task to do something like Clueless. Yeah, like that's just really. I mean, and you have like extras that you're dressing in this like really hyper realized. Like, I guess young people are always kind of harder to dress. I think, and and not to be insensitive to the older crowd, you know, but I there they weren't the the costume designers not dressing teenagers like Clueless. They're she's not, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah. This movie isn't really about the. F- fashion either yeah you know? it's like a i guess the most glamorous one is elise because she's supposed to be famous uh, maggie smith 
Oh, well, she's just like wealthy Chanel student. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's like lady who lunches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But basically, at least only because of her job and her identity. But it's, yeah, fashion is not like, I mean, and like Sarah Jessica Parker to some extent, because you see her in that. I, yeah, in that store, in that store. I frankly thought she just looked like a whore. She looked awful, and she played that role a little too well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just a little bit. She she was her character in Hocus Pocus in the modern world. That's true, and she was already with Bette Midler. Yeah, weren't they fighting over the same guy in that one too? In in Hocus Pocus, yep. Yeah, (laughs) no wonder, no wonder that worked really well. Yeah, no wonder that worked really well. Right, that's so funny. Um, this actually, this costume director, she did a lot of Broadway. So okay. she did a lot like Gypsy, the revival in 1989. A lot of things in like the 80s, Dreamgirls, La Cage au Folle, uh, Secret Garden. Let's see. Chorus Line in 2006. Annie in 77. Like just like tons. And the movies more like uh, she did the costume designing for Moonstruck. Oh, she Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, Adam's Family Values in 93. Uh, the last one that she did was The Mirror Has Two Faces. And she died in 2011. Okay. She was 88, yeah. But she did a lot of, like, uh, basically more Broadway than anything else. Well, speaking of death, I have to say I loved Cynthia's suicide outfit. Um, oh, right? I wrote that down. I wrote the fur <laughs> with the white nightgown and the nude pumps. Yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I know you're. I know you're in a bad place, but you look great. I know, so, right? Like, Just like Elise Elliott, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. She looked. I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, with um, the crystal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. Cool. Um, and then I also loved Elise and Ganilla's funeral outfits i know uh, yeah um it's because elise has that like that uh l- leopard print collar and like mm-hmm. um you know ganilla's in like all black and it, it just looks it just looks hot yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the hats yeah i also love elise's sunglasses that oh, she keeps yes. throughout the whole thing she does yeah and they're like those really cool like kind of cat shape but like mm-hmm. round and they have like it looks like pearls or something or like rhinestones around the edges. Mm. It's so cool. Yeah. I really like those. I think mm. those are cool. I love everything about Maggie Smith's like character. Everything she Oh yeah, she's so like Chanel Upper yeah. East Side. Yeah, like ladies who lunch. Uh, the one scene, yeah, when she was actually having um Shelly over for I guess that was brunch. Yeah. Right? Um, like her, like black and silver stitched um sweater thingy. Yep. And she was wearing. Oh my god, so cool. She's an older woman, but she could wear almost anything within reason. She looks. She literally looks like she could be. Isn't she in Downton Abbey? Uh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say she looks like she can be in so many different uh worlds. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. um, like she can belong. Like she does a lot of like period things. But then she also like that. This is her in like a modern situation. And then she's in like Harry Potter. She does like fantasy, like, you know, stuff like that too. So I feel like she fits in like everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, the the only one that I really had a problem with was um, Annie's character. Like, I feel like Diane Keaton always wears the same stuff, no matter what role she's in. I wonder if she has something to do with it. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. She looks fabulous. Right. 
But you know, some actors are considered like typecasted. Mm-hmm. I feel like Diane is like wardrobe casted. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like menswear suiting, slacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was like I think. Well, I think that's become for her. I feel like that's become a big trademark. Yeah. yeah, like, and and I don't even think it's at this point typecast. I think at this point that is so. That's kind of why you get Diane Keaton. Yeah, I feel like she comes with that styling because when she did when she did Annie Hall, I mean, for mm-hmm. women in fashion, that was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, she people really were like really inspired by like that that outfit that she has where she has the vest on with the tie mm-hmm. and like those high-waisted men's pants like yeah. that was just new for that era you know it'd been like 60s yeah. you know women wearing dresses and like certain kind of pants but nothing like that and then now she still kind of has that she still has kind of like a um even when she was in the dresses it was very much like what annie would wear i don't think she would have worn yeah. that black dress when she went and danced with aaron no yeah like that was much her character with the pearls like that looked like kind of a connecticut uh you know like like everything that she wore when she was at her house you know yeah with like the pants and like kind of the riding coat she has like a very yeah very like money though very like westchester greenwich connecticut money yeah although i really liked her like brown leather jacket and brown scarf that she wore in the scene right before the auction Oh yeah, that was, bit, that was a little bit off Diane Keaton's brand. Yeah, but, that was a little bit more like she yeah. got into like punishing Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was feeling <laughs> herself. Yeah, there, and the one at the end was good too. Like her outfit, her white, white outfit, outfit at the end. Yeah, there was also an outfit I think where they sort of meet again after getting Cynthia's letters in the the mail, and uh-huh. like she's wearing this like brown leather jacket, and, like this like uh this like striped white blouse and yeah. and, and oh, it has yeah. like a she's wearing like a red plaid pocket square and like you know black pants and i, th- I think she's wearing like like a like a loafers or something yeah but it um i was like oh that looks really comfortable yeah <laughs> so, she looks really cool she looks yeah. very like you know, like a uh, new england mom Mm-hmm. Like, you new know, like, Connecticut mom in the fall. Like, she looks very much like that. And, like, Elise's outfits, I mean, she's by far my my favorite, like, mm-hmm. in all of her outfits and stuff. I love when she has the purple on when she's, like, drunk and wasted. And she's wearing, like, a Paula Abdul kind of, like, 80s workout with, like, leggings and, like, socks and stuff. Like, she looks really cool when she's, like, yelling at all of them. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was really good. And I yeah, I love that that coat she has with that leopard collar. You think because I'm a movie star I don't have feelings? Well, you're wrong. I'm an I actress. Know. I have I all of them. <laughs> I have all of them. Oh my god, I love it. I also love the outfit she wears when she um is repoing all the stuff in the office. It's, mm. it's like one of my favorite yeah. scenes where she's like, hi. And I love how the secretary is like, Miss Elliot, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> I stop. want to secretary too. <laughs> yeah, she like follows you. She's like, walks right in. And she's like, he's like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, everything goes. That Ming Baz, that wingback chair, um, that Japanese secretary. And like all this like furniture. All this. She's like, I gave you these antiques. That whole outfit. She's wearing like this leather jacket with this like uh, striped blouse and like she just looks so fucking cool. Yeah. And then she has like sunglasses on. I love I I love Shelly's like leopard dress. 
mm. that she has on. Oh, I think right, it's like right. satin or something. It's when she's like in the in the out the in the the what do you call it, the apartment? And I also love when she has that chinchilla fur on with a pink dress underneath it. Oh, like she looks right. so trashy yeah. <laughs> when she's at the bar mitzvah. Uh, like I love it. I thought that was really cool. Um, I also love the outfit that Elise wears at the auction. She has like an updo and she's wearing a vest and like a satin shirt that's yes. tucked in. And yes. then I love Brenda's outfit at the auction <laughs> where she's wearing like the purple vinyl suit with like the bright orange gloves. Mm-hmm. And and she has yeah. the sunglasses on and the, the white wig, like the like total platinum she looks wig. Familiar. <laughs> she looks familiar. Probably Euro trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. She's like, I forbid you to let that plate leave the country. That's <laughs> so funny. Have <laughs> oh my god. I also love Elise's uh suit she has on when she tells Bill about Phoebe. Oh, yeah. and like how old oh, she is yeah. and it looks like a it's like a button-up shirt but it's like almost like a men's uh outfit but it has like no tie it looks like it would have a tie on it mm. but it's like really really fitted suit it's really cool wait how old are you <laughs> yeah wait how old are you he's like she's 21 yeah in about five years i was like wait so sh- this is totally showgirls <laughs> like <laughs> this is where she is now <laughs> once once she left Vegas, she she ended up like hitching with some producer. <laughs> She's like young. It's just like so fucking crazy. I also um, I also love the outfit she's wearing on the tr- tr- treadmill when Bill calls her when he realizes that she's had his car repossessed. Oh yeah, um, the blue. And he, he's like, "You vindictive sack of silicone." <laughs> Ooh, he's mad. <laughs> well, she's like, "Put it up on the board, Lamborghini." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and they're like he's mad <laughs> that's so funny yeah um i as much as i identify with brenda her outfits are just like so schlubby but that's like totally like who she is <laughs> god bless yeah. brenda but they're totally schlubby i don't know if there are any outfits that i really like of hers except for like the one in the end but oh, okay i like the white one but i definitely love i love elisa's outfit at the end the most she has like these leather white pants on mm-hmm. And her, I love her coat. She has like that like, kind of like three quarter trench coat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just love her and like the heels and stuff. She looks really cool. Mm. Also, the outfit she had on stage when she was in that play was cool. Yeah. When she was yeah, bowing. Was cool. It was like a black, uh, strapless evening gown. Mm-hmm. And I think she had like might have had pearls on. And her hair was up, and when she was like bowing when she did that and, play, like she had that piece of fabric that like fell across her neck or mm-hmm. something. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drip. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Um, yeah, anyone else got any more fashion notes? Um, the only other thing was I like Duarte's um, pattern coat when we when he first walks into Morty's apartment. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the material is. It looks... Uh, what is that? I don't know. I was going to say, I don't yeah, even I don't know, know what that is. But it, it's, like, it's like a trench coat-y kind of thing. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's cool. But, mm-hmm. That's super that's, cool. That's, that's all. That's all? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, music. Did you guys uh, find anything? There's a few songs in here. Um. Yeah. Um. So, um, the opening song is "Wives and Lovers" by Dionne Warwick. Yeah. Um. Which which is great. And um, we've got sisters. Oh yeah. Doing it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and who's the one who does um, 
There's one that I tried to Shazam. I think it's it says it's it's performed by Billy Porter. Love is on the way. Love yeah. is on the way. Is that the same Billy Porter? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I, I, I just found out about that too. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um, and that's when they like I guess after the whole Elise apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drug scene. Yeah. But um. <laughs> The whole soundtrack is is fucking amazing. Like I actually have um a beautiful morning by the Rascals. You know, it's a beautiful. Oh yeah, morning. have that as my um wake up alarm. <laughs> Do you really now? Yeah. Oh wow, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, what's another one? There's another one in there. I think it's like moving um, on up by the M people. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Moving on up. Mm-hmm. Moving. Yeah. yeah. I was um, alive. By Shantae Savage. And then the Leslie Gore version of You Don't Own Me is not in there, but theirs, no, yeah, theirs, theirs yeah, is, is yeah. like classic. So wait, like, is their version on the soundtrack too? And it's it's a little bit it's them, but some of the words in the beginning are different. Okay. Oh, okay. like they re-recorded it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like in the movie, it's like you know how how Diane Keaton goes first and they're like you were uh, pretty good. You remember? Oh, they I go. I'm impressed. I yeah. think someone's on, the, on the um soundtrack version. Bette Miller goes. You remember? <laughs> yeah, and then there's another version I've heard where they're like, "Pretty good. I'm impressed." And yeah. they're like, "Yeah, yeah. No, me. and they go into it. Um, I'm, I think it's probably like several of those versions are on YouTube, but I definitely remember downloading it during like LimeWire days. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> or like Kazaa days because I just like I didn't have the soundtrack, but right. but yeah, I totally remember as oh, uh, also like uh, what do you call it? Sugar High by Empire Records oh, yeah. version with like <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Uh-huh. I think I downloaded that too. It was so funny. Um, yeah, I mean I don't have anything else. You guys want to move on to the meat? Yeah. Uh... Oh my god! I I don't even know like where to start. <laughs> like should favorite. We just, should we just start from the very first scene? I mean, I just wrote the opening credits, uh, <laughs> Lichtenstein, which she later repos from their house because <laughs> apparently they have a Lichtenstein. Um, and, oh god, and we get that amazing flashback of Cynthia mm-hmm. and all of them in college, which is really cool. It's like 1969. Poor, poor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Poor, poor. And then I love how she like Cynthia gives them all uh, pearl necklaces like here, ladies. And then they're all like, I think Annie's like, oh no, this too is much. too much, yeah. And Brenda's like, I don't think so. I think it's just yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's so funny. One thing I noticed during that scene is that Cynthia like brought up the idea of them staying close friends. Like it was, oh. you could tell it was something that I think she was kind of worried about just because things always change after college and yeah. you know like you could just I, I, I don't know it just just like the way the actress spoke spoke the line you can tell it was something that you know she didn't want she didn't want she she i don't know like she it was just something she was worried about i guess or had some anxiety about you know i don't know you know that they might not always be be friends yeah yeah i mean that is a real a real thing especially you're so close mm-hmm. if you if they were so close like for four years yeah like, throughout yeah. most of school like yeah that's like a big thing their yeah. room was so cool they had like a hair dryer in there oh i know <laughs> so cool <laughs> i loved it um, um i mean there's so, just so many 
The okay, so um, this is my note that I've oddly latched on to. I don't know why this. I don't want to say it bothers me, but just something I think about a lot. So when in the first scene with Brenda, when she gets the when she gets the call and mm-hmm. she says the line, Jason, burning sensation confirmed. If you take out the punctuation of that sentence, that sentence is like very ominous and kind of insidious. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like <laughs> Jason burning sensation confirmed, like as if it were spoken by by a robot like <laughs> i know it makes like no sense you're like and he's like i finally got who you wanted for your bar mitzvah and then she like, switches it into hebrew and he's like what is this and she's like it's hebrew learn it it's the only thing your father's willing to pay for learn it please don't shame me in the synagogue <laughs> it's like my favorite i love it i love that midler mike so did you have to learn Hebrew on a uh, yeah. on a, a tape deck for my bar mitzvah. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> I did. And it took me three months, four months. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like and here's the thing about my bar mitzvah. Side note is that I had to share it with somebody. Oh, really? Really? So I, I had to share my day of becoming a man in the Jewish religion. I don't know how you become a man at 13 because your voice is squeaky and uh yeah. Um Wait, who? Huh? Who did you share it with? Oh, just some random other guy that like I guess the synagogue was like, "Oh, well, he can't do it on this day, so why don't we can we jam it on the same day?" And it was what? like what? So my friends that I invited and my teachers that I invited are on one side my family's on one side, and this other random dude's, like, family. It's inside. like you're getting married. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. So I felt gypped, but whatever. Um, oh, man. But, yeah, after my bar mitzvah, I collected all the money and all the presents, and I was like, I'm not doing uh, Hebrew anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not, you're like, I'm not, <gasps> what? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> That's why I connected to this kid a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, because his parents are divorced, too. That, too. Yeah, and, like, yeah, he's, like, trying to learn Hebrew for this. I hated this kid, though, uh, because at one point in the movie, I think it's in the middle, where Bette Miller, like, desperately is, like, asking him a question and goes, do you want to go to the movie, just you and I? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, I'm sorry. I guess I was like uh, hurt or hung up on um, uh, dad getting engaged to Shelly. And I'm just like, you're such an asshole. Answer your mom first and then don't walk away. (laughs) I know. Then she's like, oh, yeah, I can see how that would tear your heart out. (laughs) You fucking like thoughtless bitch. (laughs) God, this kid. And I'm just like, I mean, God bless him. He's only 13. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> he should. But he should. He is a Miller's son, after all. Yeah, you're like Brenda is your mom. You should totally be like mindful of her feelings, especially that like random like you know bimbo that he's with. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, you know he's met her, and he's like, God, and you know she's probably like rolled her eyes and been like, Ew, children. <laughs> like you know that's up to you. Like something in your size. I was like, I would be like, bitch. Oh, I would have thrown down. <laughs> I'd have been like, look at you. Who are you? Ugh. And isn't that the same dress that she was looking at earlier in the window? I think so, yeah. 
And she was like, oh. I mean, of course, like, some of these jokes, I guess, wouldn't fly now, but I still found it kind of funny, I guess, at the time. But when she says, like, my, my, the bulimia certainly has paid off. Right. And then that's when she says, like, why don't you get something in Uh your size? Like, she tried to, like, get her back for that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, touche. So you both took, like, fucked up jabs at each other. Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) about this. But, like... Oh God! I want a low quality, top cost appliance. <laughs> no, top no, top quality, low cost. And she's like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> like she's such a fucking idiot. I was like, "Oh my God!" Um, I love how um we first see Annie and she's like coming home from I guess being with Aaron, her estranged husband. Mm-hmm. And, and like her daughter's like sitting in the kitchen and she like walks in like walk of shame style and then she's just like hi and she's like oh my god you freaked me out and she's like what are you doing here and she's like uh, yeah. you were with that man again like where were you and she's like oh you know you're just being crabby honey what's wrong and she's like i bet it's a problem like a boy at school or something you're supposed to be at school and she's like no i bet it's a boy she's like no mom i'm a lesbian she's like what and she's like it's not a boy i'm a lesbian but anyway you were with that man again and she's like wait (laughs) what (laughs) and then she's like i mean have you tried not being a lesbian (laughs) it's like it's just like really funny and then her mom comes in and i love how her mom is like oh my god annie where were you who saw you (laughs) it's like the first thing she says to her and then she says you're a doormat like her own daughter is like why are you with him you're a doormat and then she like the mom is there like arguing with with her and she's like well i want to tell dad and myself so don't tell him like um what she said like on new year's or christmas morning (laughs) and then yeah yeah father's day yeah or christmas morning i'm just like oh my god so funny um yeah i love it i love it that's the first like exchange you see is like mm-hmm. her and her daughter and her mom who's like so overbearing and like speaking of speaking of annie's mom i love it later after the women have a fight right <laughs> and the mom comes to annie's house and she's like you called me oh honey <laughs> i know like you must be desperate it's <laughs> so funny she, um she also has a great line when they're coming back in the house from walking the dog and Annie's like I don't know I mean maybe I could find someone new and then like her mom's like honey you're 46 a woman your age has a better chance of being slaughtered by a psychopath I know the way she says it I was like she means it like she's not wrong <laughs> like it's so funny I know and she's like oh please like you should I love how she's like kind of convincing her daughter to like get back with this like toxic dude <laughs> yeah like, right. come on like it's also really weird to see stephen collins in this movie now now knowing what we know about him um so he so he was in seventh heaven originally uh-huh right? yeah he was the like main one like the minister yeah oh. of all these kids but yeah he has like several uh like assault claims uh and whatnot but he's essentially like erased from like hollywood oh wow like i don't think he what like really works anymore what he got canceled oh well he got canceled for like a good reason like he i think admitted in therapy um where like an audio tape tape leaked that he uh admitted to sexual abuse uh, of a minor under the age of 14 and he was investigated i think um and 
uh, the LAPD investigated him in 2012. Someone came forward with like a 40 year old claim, but they couldn't like do anything with that claim. But then in December of 2014 in people magazine, he himself admitted to inappropriate sexual conduct with three minors in 73, 82 and 94. Oh my God. So yeah, I guess it's not really alleged because he admitted to it. So, but yeah, so every time, so that only came out in like 2014. Like I definitely didn't know that when this was out and when seventh heaven was on. So when I've seen it after knowing that, I'm just like, oh, he always had like a weird, a weirdo vibe. Yeah. Like out of all of the husbands, like he was like weirder, I guess, than, mm-hmm. than the others. But yeah, it's kind of gross. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I also love the line where she, uh, okay. So Elise, which is uh, Goldie Hawn. So like, I love when you first meet all of them and then you, she's like <laughs> in this chair. It looks like a, it looks like a dentist chair or something, but you don't know what it is. And then she's like, do it to me, Morris. Do it to me now. <laughs> and and it's like Rob Reiner, who's the doctor, who's like the plastic surgeon, who's like the weirdest looking plastic surgeon ever. <laughs> like, he just looks like he would be like a dentist or something. He doesn't look like a plastic surgeon. Not what you think of. You know, I think of like Nip Tuck. I think of like hot plastic surgeon dude. Yeah. Like, not this like dad. <laughs> this yeah. Like, um, and then, yeah, she's just like, he's like, I can't, I can't give you any, any more, um, college and you're gonna be able to blink your lips <laughs> and, then, and then i love later on in the fight elise is like and this is when she's drunk and they're all fighting about like how they're like insecure and they're like drunk and stuff and she's like come on i've had so much plastic surgery i won't even be able to sleep <laughs> like, <laughs> like her face is just gonna be permanently like frozen so i love how she's like fill him up and then he's like oh come on like you know you don't need this like and the cigarettes are no good either and she's like morris i haven't worked in 18 months and then she's like and he's like come on but you're like you know really hot you'll get roles and she's like no there are only three ages for women in hollywood (laughs) babe district attorney and driving miss daisy (laughs) and then she's like and i want to be young science fiction young (laughs) and like the thing is she's like that's still kind of true today yeah (laughs) totally you know (laughs) like she totally and i've now i'm convinced uh that jared leto has definitely had plastic surgery i think i think we've been talking too much about how good he looks and not realize that he probably has botox (laughs) like (laughs) i definitely think tom cruise has botox too i think every man they have to like brad pitt all of them they have to there's no Perfect. way these yeah. men are out here looking like this. Yeah. Maybe even Keanu. And good for him. Who cares? Yeah. But like, I feel like they should admit it. Because <laughs> it's not right with women. We all know. And some women, you know, admit it. And they're like, yeah, I do this, whatever. I'm like, but come on. Let's not act like all these guys are just looking like this. <laughs> like, with no help at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be impossible. But yeah, I right. love that when she gets that. And then when they go to the funeral and they see... Um, I think it's Bed Midler or Brenda where she's like the vampire Lestat and Lewis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, it me? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I just love the way she says and Lewis. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, just really funny. I like that. Um and my first favorite scene is the lunch after Cynthia's service. Like yeah, yeah. that entire scene is just so good. I love how they like they ask her about plastic surgery. I love that that's like a main topic of it. Yeah, like, (laughs) what have you had done? Um, And then I think even, um, what's the guy, Bronson Pinchot, whatever his name is, when he's talking to Brenda and he's like, she looks amazing. Has she had any work done? done. Honey, she's a quilt. quilt. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, I love that one too. But yeah, I love when uh, Elise is like, they're like, oh, what have you had done? Do you get to keep it? And she's like, excuse me? (laughs) 
<laughs> and just like, um, it's the nineties. Plastic surgery is like good grooming. <laughs> like, you know, it's like everyone does it, and now it like actually is totally like that now, which is uh-huh. really funny. Yeah, it's like so normal now. I um, so love when we get kind of a fade away into like you know like like a few hours later, and Elisa's like taking her jacket off. She's like, oh god, I wish I could, I could. I had the courage to just give it all up to say who gives a rat's ass <laughs> and just let it all go like you two. <laughs> like you two. And they're like, oh, oh no, I know. Then she's like, no offense, none taken. Speak for yourself. <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. I love how they're all like, so how are you doing? And they're all like, you know, like asking like how their lives are going. And then she's like, and Annie's just like, well, you know, I've been married for 25 years. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I have a daughter, you know, like she's doing great. You know, lesbians are great nowadays. <laughs> and um, and then she's like, yeah, you know, well, we're just going through. We're, um, yeah, uh, we're, 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 we're separated. <laughs> and then they're like, separated? Separated? separated and then they all start like <laughs> laughing and then she's like what <laughs> they're all like oh no that, <laughs> that uh that that scene sort of reminds me of that scene in annie hall when she's talking about her her uncle and she's like yeah so like he had narcolepsy and like he was standing in line to get this ham but the thing is he fell asleep and he didn't wake up so he, he's just dead <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like did oh yeah and then she just like walks away like that is just so diane keaton <laughs> like yeah, i know just like the way that she is i think it's just so funny um and then yeah i love how she just says like oh you know like i know you know we were all really busy you know we couldn't like keep keep uh in touch you know it's it's you know because they're all like feel really bad because obviously mm-hmm. they remember that you know cynthia was like you know i should have written every month I think when they first, you know, get together. I also love at the wedding or at the wedding at the funeral when um <laughs> Annie like walks up to Elise and she's like, Alice. She's <laughs> like, Annie, oh Annie. <laughs> and, like, and then she's like, Dear my sweet Brenda, and her lips are all like so up. And Matt Midler's like staring at her and she's like so funny. And they're like, Oh, I don't want to say this, but and they're like, Why? Lunch? And they're like, I know it's not the right time. She's like, Why? We gotta eat. And then she's, she's like, like, yeah, I have a car. Yeah, a limo. <laughs> a limo. <laughs> and she just turns, <laughs> just goes. And then I love how they sit down and they do like the famous like, oh, what do you want? And they're like, Virgin Mary, Bloody Mary, vodka rocks. Vodka rocks. <laughs> and as soon as the guy like brings the drink, like Elise like points like to put it down, she grabs the straw out and just starts drinking like so fast. Have you noticed like how fast she drinks it? I think it's so funny. And then she just tells like. You know, Annie's got this like super person, like, you know, like really happy, positive of this like shitty thing. And she's like, you know, you seem really happy. Like you're genuinely, genuinely happy with your life. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I am. And then she's like, lithium. (laughs) (laughs) And she like looks at her like dead, dead serious. That was really funny. I love that. Um, Oh my God. So Dr. Rosen, AKA Marsha Gay Harden is like my fave. And she's like (laughs) Annie's therapist. And I love when you find out that I oh god I love when she like hits her with that bat. She's like, no, Annie, hit me. Hit me. Um, I would love to. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, okay, that was good. That was really good. 
She just like grabbed. Oh, Rambo. <laughs> oh, that's right. Work from love. Grow from love. <laughs> Screw the world. Yeah, I know. She's like, I can't say that. She's like, you have to. Come on, Annie. I love it. I love Dr. Rosen. Um, and I love how when like Brenda and Eduardo are like outside on the street and Brenda's like complaining about like the mannequins, she's like, who's supposed to wear this? Some fetus? Some child? Like, it's like some super skinny model, which I think is really funny. And then you see like Timothy Oliphant. Oh my God, I love that he's like, this new director and he looks what did he do after this like right after this did he do something uh, in gosh what did he do go was 99 go? okay so that was a few years after i'm trying to think if he did anything like right was after that, this wasn't that scream 2 oh you're right yeah scream 2 was like 90 what 7 or 8 mm-hmm. okay yeah so he did do that right before he did go yeah. so yeah i was like okay. he looks kind of like how he did in uh yeah those early yeah those early movies which is so funny god he's 53 now wow daddy. yeah he's a definite daddy like, he's so hot oh i mean my god. the thing that's scary is that 53 isn't you know 53 something's like oh, i could deal with that you know <laughs> yeah i mean that's not not if you look like timothy olivet like yeah, right? saying no to that oh he's also in a lifeless ordinary which i haven't seen in so long which we'll do for the pod it, that has um, Ewan McGregor and Cameron Diaz. She's it's like a kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde. Like there's some type of uh, like someone's after him, and he like someone's after her. And I've seen it like once or twice, but it's a really good soundtrack. There's like a really good Beck song on the soundtrack. Oh, but okay. he's in that as a hiker. Oh, cool. And I think it's done by Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's done by Danny Boyle, and also Dan Hedaya is in it too. Oh, cool. It's one we have to do. Like, it's on the list to do, but I haven't seen it in so long. But yeah, it's really, really good. But yeah, he's in that, like, as a hiker. Uh, Timothy yeah. Olyphant is. Yeah. And then yeah, it's right. Scream 2. Yeah, 97. God, I love him. I love how he's just, like, he's, like, writing, talking about this role. And he's like, you know what? She's a mom, but she's not just some Jurassic flesh bag in a wheelchair. <laughs> and as like elise is just like look like she's just looking like looking at him like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh like he's like i want to show every crack every wrinkle (laughs) like it's like (laughs) oh my god elise elliott crypt keeper (laughs) i know yeah it's so bad i was like what oh my god um so when annie decides to like sleep with aaron and another one of my favorite quotes from annie is when she sleeps with with Aaron, and then he turns around and he's like, I want a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, But we just made love. Why do I That's literally how it sounds. Like, it's like she has to have had a mic on, and everyone on that set was like, Ah, she just screamed. <laughs> um, and then, of course, like, she, like, uh, Marsha Gay Harden, the therapist, I love how she comes in the door, but it's like a hotel, and she goes, Babe. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. She's opening the door, and then she's just like, oh my god oh my god and he's like oh my god and then <laughs> she's just like annie now this is good we can like learn from this and then she's like you're my therapist she's like i'm a woman <laughs> like, <laughs> she like cut her off like bitch i'm a woman i will get this man if i want him and y'all are done right. anyway so she's like well think about this he's found someone else it's closure <laughs> she's like i am sorry i ever met you and that's when she like I am, I am sorry that i allowed myself 
myself to love you for all those years. I'm sorry that I did nothing but be there for you every minute of every hour every and support you in your every mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then she like wails as she runs out of the door. She's like, ah! <laughs> like as she runs out of the door, I was like, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I, I hate him anyway. He's a fucking loser. Okay. So good, goodbye. Oh, he, he's like a total, sh- 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 like complete shithead, and his character in the book is like a lot worse. Oh, is it? Oh yeah, because like um, they're it's um, so they have three children instead of just one, and oh. like they um, like at the beginning of the book, they're like already separated, and but like they reunite in Boston because their oldest son is graduating from Harvard. Um, oh wow! And then they have a middle son named Chris, um, but they also have a daughter with Down syndrome, and like, and like, there's sort of this really like intricate plot where like all the husbands are kind of like loosely tied together through like Morty's c- company. Um, oh okay. And so he basically gets an insider trading tip, and he basically empties out their daughter's like a <gasps> trust fund in order. What? Yeah, to in, or 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 order to like to like in, like um do like an insider tr- trading deal, and um he like yeah it's it, it's it's like it's like really bad like oh I mean, shit yeah. man that's bad yeah 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 like i mean i was wondering if they did anything did any of the husbands do a lot worse than what they like did bill really get with a girl who was underage like was that in the book um i um or like how they were brought down was that how they were brought down in the book more more or or, or, or less like you know they're like some there are like some details that are like slightly changed or tweaked and stuff, but like, it's, it's, it's more or less how, how, how it happened. But okay. like, but like, you know, they're also going after Cynthia's husband too. So yeah, like, that, that, that is kind of missed in this plot is that he just, you never see him again. Yeah. 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 Like after the, the funeral yeah. and then he's just with Heather Locklear and that's a, yeah. Yeah. That kind of sucks. You don't know what Gil is feeling right now. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god, I also love that, like, they form the first wives club, and they're like, these guys have to pay, this is bullshit, and I love how, like, they're like, we have to hunt down Chris, which is, like, Annie's daughter, so they go to this lesbian bar, and it's probably, like, like the most iconic scene in, like, the whole movie, <laughs> is, like, Annie goes, finds Chris, and, like, Chris is, like, talking to some girl, and then I love how she's like, hi, and then she's like, mom, what are you doing here, and she's like, you know, this is a gay bar. She's like, I know it's very like women identified and like, <laughs> it's cool. Like I'm, I'm okay. Like, that's cool. You know? And like the, the girl she's talking to was like looking at her, <laughs> like, like kind of like, Oh my God, this is your mom. And then she's like, look, we want to bring down your dad. And then she's just like, I know, I know. And she's like, bring down daddy and those other low lives. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course I'll bring them down. So I love that. Like her daughter is like going in to like, destroy her dad which i find this kind of funny yeah and then elise is dancing with uh like that chick who looks like rosie o'donnell yeah i always thought that she was was, like supposed to kind of sort of like resemble but i love how like everyone loves her there and she's like they're like you're so hot she's like god bless you (laughs) i'm like do you want to dance she's like yeah and then she's like all excited like dancing like elise and then they're like brenda 
get Elise, we have to go. And then she's like, come on, let's go. And they're like, hey, get off of her. And she's like, hey, she's mine. Come on, honey, my place. <laughs> she's with me, babe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then she's like, Brenda, you're so possessive. <laughs> that was so funny. In, oh, God. In that same bar, um, I like I like Brenda's uh, interaction with the, uh, the other woman who's like just gone through a divorce or something. Oh, yeah. And She's like, what's Brenda's like, what's wrong? The other woman's like, it's my lover. She left me for this younger woman that weighs 12 pounds. <laughs> Brenda's like, that's like my Morty. Who? And show and uh she shows her a picture of Morty. Oh, she looks butch. Yeah, she's butch. <laughs> she's like, oh my god. That's so she funny. She kind of looks at the picture like she agrees with her. I know, right? It's so funny. I also love that like Phoebe basically is Nomi Malone from Showgirls. Oh. Like she like totally is the way she she does that. Mother, mother, where are you? Over here, bitch. <laughs> like what script is this? Seriously, literally, like every time Lauren and I are together, even if we're not actually ordering pizza, we always look at each other and we're like. and then elise comes in she's like oh my god (laughs) she's like um yeah everything in here too that lichtenstein the cappuccino (laughs) machine and then he's like you i'm gonna get a restraining order and then that's when she's like that's when phoebe's like oh my god elise um bill's producing this new play and it's like all about like i'm gonna play monique and you can be my mom (laughs) and she's like Oh my god, like I love that she's just like so fucking over it. It's yeah. so good. Um the Gwanilla Sarah Jessica Parker lunch. Oh I yeah. just iconic. I love that she usually brings her own dressing. She's like, <laughs> yeah. usually I bring my own dressing to places like this, but this is like good. This is like restaurant quality. <laughs> she's like, yes, yeah, yeah, central. <laughs> Absolutely. And she like says to the waitress, take take the fork. <laughs> and she's like, What? Fork. fork. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then she's like picking her teeth in the knife. And then she's <laughs> then she's then she's like telling her, she's like, you know what? Like your house really is your calling card. And she's like, what you need is a decorator of death. And then she's like, you know, I do know this guy, but he's like hard to get and like he works all the time. He's so busy. And she's like dangling this card out and like <laughs> Shelly's just like grab it. Ah, ah. Like she's trying to grab it. And then she's just like the way that like Maggie Smith just like notices her doing it and then she kind of like hands it to her and she snatches it so fast. <laughs> and then she just looks at her like, oh my God, like this fucking woman. Like I hate her so much, but she knows like you know she's gonna help him out, which I thought was so funny. Yeah. Um yeah. and then of course they like he goes up and like when he has to redo the house so they can get in the office to like find shit. I love that she's just like, oh yeah, this is the place and like look at all this. And he's like, I need access. I need one hour, one hour <laughs> to be alone with this space and like connect and do all this shit. And then I love how he like gets like offended by like the lazy boy and she's like oh He's like, oh, that chair is agony. <laughs> She's like, Morty, do something. Put something over it. And he, like, puts a coat over it. <laughs> and she's, he's like, oh, he, like, rolls his eyes. Like, oh, my God, this fucking guy. Like, and she's like, he's just so out of control. So then the girls, like, ransack the office. And, I, oh, and then classic. 
when they get into that window washer thing. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god, Diane Keaton's face. <laughs> no, I, I I just love how she like looks at the window washer and she looks down. And she just like screams like ah! <laughs> yeah. She's like, we have to. It's the only way. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, we have to. And that's when they like pass by that window and they're like, I think that's Elise Elliot. <laughs> You look great. What? <laughs> what? You look, you look great. great. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. And then she like falls down. I love how they like, <laughs> and then you see like Maggie Smith in the car, like seeing them like fly down this building. <laughs> and then she sees them land. She's like, oh my God. And then I love how she calls like the guy, like the interior deck. And she's like, social climbers on the rise. <laughs> like they have, <laughs> they have like phones and they're like coordinating. And then they see them like go back up. And then they finally like come down. And then Brenda's like, you want to go again? <laughs> that was so cool. I love it. It's so good. Um, and of course, the classic fight about Elise's drinking. Oh, God. I mean, she. it's also really funny that I think but Brenda's the only one that doesn't have an Oscar out of the bunch. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that she doesn't have one, which is kind of funny that she had an Oscar. I wonder if that like attributed to her being like, is there chocolate inside? And then she's like, put it down. Put it down. <laughs> which is so funny um god and then elise is just like i love how she's just like mad because they can't find anything on her husband at first and then they're like i think it's like annie and brenda like talking like i've looked through the books i can't find anything like what are we gonna do and then she overhears them and she's like what do you mean you can't find anything she's like i need a drink <laughs> she goes back <laughs> then she goes back and like opens another bottle and so they're like oh my god she's drinking like what the fuck like you know what are we gonna do like this is crazy and uh, just so many great insults where she's like is this where your fan club meets <laughs> like, like, oh my god she's like so good she's like you drinking annie you're just like a little um you're just like a mop she's like oh you're just like the rag mop you know like you don't do anything the one who can't even make a declarative sentence like i was like damn really like that's pretty harsh i'm so i'm saying this with love compassion and the spirit of true sisterhood you are full of shit that's <laughs> so good good and they're like pick sides annie yeah who do you want to, who do you want to be your friend some beverly hills science project or a woman with her own aisle at the supermarket <laughs> like, oh my god i love how she's like that's okay i mean yeah i love when she tells her like you know you just like she's like well you know i'm the nice one here <laughs> they're like the nice one oh my god they're like you mean the rag mob don't you <laughs> i was like oh my god they're like i was like ooh. yeah i was like uh-oh that's that's pretty bad <laughs> so funny and of course they like all go into her like her kitchen and they're like you need to stop drinking and then she's like no 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 and then she like, goes through look at all of the evidence and then she like pulls out all this like so all many bottles. bottles and gallon jugs <laughs> i have yes <I> <laughs> <laughs> oh guns and roses <laughs> just like all right everybody just 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 stop just stop and like annie's just like so upset about this whole thing which i thought was so funny <laughs> and, yeah. just, and then i think at the end of the fight uh brenda's like you know what like just how drunk do you think cynthia had to be to go into a swan dive out on park avenue and then she like i was like oof jackknife. oh jackknife yeah um and then i was like god that's so rough yeah like especially the fact that like she sent them letters mm -hmm. like after the fact and it was like 
I kind of thought that even in the letter, didn't she kind of say like, I kind of thought that like we would be friends. I actually have a copy of the letter here. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. What did she say? um, So this was the letter she wrote to Annie. And I think that I sort of got the impression she more or less wrote the same thing to all of them. Yeah. But, um, but she writes, dear Annie, I'm so sorry. We didn't remain in each other's lives, but I knew you'd be someone important. Sometimes I've, sometimes I've envied your life. What I, what I read seems so perfect. It's funny in college. I dreamed of making a difference of helping others, but now it's as if I never existed. I wish I had the talent like Elise or Brenda's humor or your strength, Annie. Most of all, I wish I still had our friendship. Perhaps guilt isn't the problem. Perhaps loneliness is. Please take care of each other. Love, Cynthia. Oh, oh. that's so rough. Yeah. That's so like, yeah, it's just like so telling of where she was at, at the time, like when she wrote them and mm-hmm. that she was like really alone, but obviously like felt that I guess it probably wouldn't be reciprocated. Yeah. Like if she was to reach out to them, cause she didn't, I guess she, she probably thought they've like moved on. And obviously Elise was a famous actress. So people yeah. knew who she was. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. And that should have been a bit, I think we should have known. I mean, I know that Annie read out some of the letter to her mom, like mm-hmm. when she got it, but I don't think we heard the part where she said in college, like I yeah. thought that I would help people. Yeah. Cause that would have made more sense when they opened the crisis center. Yeah, yeah, but apparently yeah. if you if you pause it, you can actually read the letter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wondered that. Yeah. But back in the 90s, they knew we weren't doing that shit on VHS. <laughs> like <laughs> and it would have been like fuzzy. Like it, it wouldn't have been like legible that we would like sit and read it, I guess. But yeah, I think they, they could have had her read the letter. Um or had a voiceover, maybe. So mm-hmm. once while I was watching the faculty, I like actually like paused it because there's like a like news art article that like i thought might give more details about the invasion and it's like one sentence that is poorly edited doesn't really make any sense and it's just like repeated like over and over and over again oh wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's funny i think i want to do that now i want to like go through like you know how when you see like uh we're we're watching buffy because we're going to record that for patreon uh this weekend for next week but but um or season two anyway but yeah you know sometimes like they'll be looking up stuff like an article like mm-hmm. willow was looking up an article like some girl disappeared and i always wonder like if you pause it and it looks like a newspaper article like what does the article say yeah you know because yeah. they just show it so quick so mm-hmm. yeah if i see one in in the later episodes i'm watching i'll pause it and see what it says that's mm-hmm. really funny i always wonder if it like really was yeah a picture or really was like whatever it's supposed to be that they're reacting to Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of funny that, that, yeah, they should have done like a voiceover. I think that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. They did something like that. <laughs> and then I love, Oh, she, they, they get into this fight, but I guess when they get the letter, they all get this letter around the same time. And then they, you know, get back together and are kind of like, this is stupid. And they have that really cool office. And I think Annie's like clearing her stuff out and they're yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like we have to like do this, you know, like we can't just run away. This is kind of what happened before. You know, we all like went our separate ways. But mm-hmm. when she comes over to and you see like that montage of all of them like, 
you know, alone, like doing different shit. Like you see like uh, Brenda, like shopping at the grocery store. And then you see like Elise, like drunk as fuck trying to work a vacuum. <laughs> and <Yeah>. then, like <laughs> once it turns on, she's like, Oh, <laughs> like, like her head was just funny. And then she goes over to Brenda's house and then she's like, Brenda, I don't want to end up like Cynthia. <laughs> and then oh, she's like, <laughs> and then she like comes, comes in and then she's like, I've never been to your apartment. It's so real. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like so funny. I love it. Um, yeah, and then they kind of are like, no, we have to do this. Like we have to like, you know, figure out shit about figure out, you know, what we're gonna do with Bill. And that's when we find out that like she's underage, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Berkeley. Well, she's supposed to be 16. There's no way. I I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way. But I thought that was funny. And that's when we get that really funny ad where Sarah Jessica Parker's like, top top. Uh, quality or like low cost appliance but she like does it wrong and then it's oh. like <laughs> what is it like low quality top cost <laughs> yeah. and then he's like he's like no no it's low it's low cost top quality and she's like oh oh and that's when they come in and we find out that like i guess half of brenda's family's in the mob yeah mm. I think so. supposedly yeah like uncle carmine so he tells her like earlier on that like they cooked the books for him when he first opened his store and it was all like hot merchandise so she's gonna get him for that and like tax evasion and all this other shit so i love how she gets him and like kidnaps him kidnaps morty and takes him to like a meat packing plant yeah <laughs> like, i love it like she i love brenda so much she's like my favorite and the, the way that she like blackmails him and she's like i'm gonna take over and you are gonna still stay on as morty because after all you are morty and then she's like (laughs) i'm gonna give you a check of the lifestyle that i think you should become accustomed (laughs) and she's like i don't think you have any other options it's that or jail (laughs) and he's just like you're blackmailing me and she's like well you know like oh well it's either that or jail (laughs) like that that translates to i'm gonna cut your balls off without even touching you really exactly and of of course with annie she buys the ad agency or buys out his partners yeah and i love that he's just like she is really multi like multitasking though because it looked like annie did the interior design for that building when they built the office yeah yeah it did and then it looked like she was actually involved in the ad agency once she bought it yeah because she was like then later on you see aaron still there writing a check but annie's there like Annie's actually running the agency. Well, if they have the account of them promoting this like crisis center, I believe. So that's, and she's like, yeah, well I got a new account. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, I bought them out. And he's like, no, you didn't, you can't do that. And she's like, it seems I could. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I can't believe you do this to me. Like being all weird and creepy. I was like, dude, it's over. You're yeah. sleeping with her therapist. Like the jig is so up. I mean, come on. Like, you're so gross. And I love how, she, like, the guy walks out, the people she does the deal, and then she's like, Mark, I do love that suit. <laughs> As he's leaving. And he's like, how could you do this to me? How could you do this to me? And then I think she's when she says, grow from love. <laughs> when she, like, leaves. I think it's so good. I love it. Um, I love when they make the crisis center. It's so cool. And we get, like, Kathy Lee outside. Apparently there was, like, a lost scene where, like, Bette Midler said something to Kathy Lee that they, like, took out. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I kind of want to know what that was. Because I just... Oh, it was a, it was a um, thing about her ex-husband that was, like... I can't remember what it was. I, um, she's like, oh, yeah, something about, like, oh, my husband's at home with the kids. And 
Brenda's supposed to be like, oh, are you sure? Like, insinuating. Oh. But years later, in real life, her ex-husband was found cheating on her anyway. Kathy? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, shit. yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. Some other chick, I forget. Oh, yeah. shit, I didn't even know that. Damn. Um, so yeah, I love how they, I love how they make the, the crisis center and then we get like Ivana's classic line, don't get mad, get everything. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Um, and I just love the fact that you don't own me. Like the end is just like completely ad lib, which I think was so good. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah. I think that was um, so, so good. Oh, so I, um, so Oh, so I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that Brenda and Maury get back together? Or do you think they at least become friends? Or uh, it looked like they were it looked like they was they were getting just friend friendlier. Okay. It, and I know that the the voiceover said that it looked like I think it's Annie's voiceover, and she was like, yeah. it looks like uh, you know, uh what is it, Brenda and Morty were headed for reconciliation. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true because then you see Shelly like take off with a uh, bill. Yeah. Oh, that's end. right. That's right. Yeah. And like they had just been proposed to. So I, it seemed like when Shelly wasn't in there and remember like when Bill is like, so are you here with anybody? And then she looks inside really quick and then she's like, not really. She probably saw them dancing. Yeah. And I bet she was probably like, fuck this. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, like that's when I'm, it seemed like they were going to get back together, but who knows? Okay. I, I, I mean, Shelly was clear, clearly only with Morty because of his money anyway. Well, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. No. It's not like, yeah. And the way that she said, like, it's not like you've asked me to marry you or anything. Yeah. And like why she was sticking around. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, God, get it together, man. Um, <laughs> oh, so um, if it's okay, I want to read a very brief passage from the, novel yeah yeah um, this is the scene where um you know we have that voiceover in in the movie when um when like annie says that aaron said he wanted to get back together that he's grown he's mature and i told him to drop dead oh Um, that's right yeah so this is um this is just like a paragraph or two but I, i just like love this scene and um and when they talk about Sylvie, Sylvie is their daughter with Down syndrome. Okay. Um, so it starts um, with Aaron saying, so you expect your knight in shining armor to save you, he sneered. And Annie says, I don't need to be saved. Or rather, I did, but I saved myself. Aaron says, I, 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 have, I have nothing else to say then, he, he said s- stiffly. Annie was silent for a few minutes. She felt deep inside. Um, she, excuse me. She felt deep inside her. Even now, the longing not to go, the urge, despite everything, still to cling to continue the drama. But the other part of her, the real Annie, was ready to leave. And I can stand the tear now, the tearing that felt so intolerable once. Now there's scar tissue. I had to take it when my mother left me and when Aaron left before and when Sylvie left, now I know I'll survive. It's he who doesn't know that now. She spoke gently to him. I guess I'll go then Aaron. She looked at him, his handsome face surprised a look that said, this can't be happening. But Annie, I'm so lonely. Don't worry. 
you'll get used to it, Annie said. And she left him. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man. He seems like a douche. Oh, he is such a, he is such a cunt. I hate him. Yeah, he's the worst even in this. Well, I think the guy, Bill, is pretty bad. Um <laughs> I also love that you find out during their like divorce proceedings that like uh, Elise was in some movie where she played like a sexy veterinarian <laughs> that I guess like they produced when he was like the producing partner. Yeah. And I love that he like thinks he's like super hot shit. Cause I guess he produced like everything that she was in. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, <laughs> he's pretty bad because he's getting with a girl who's like 16. She's yeah. like, I-, I didn't know. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. Yeah, well, my last question... Well, do you guys have anything else to add? Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. My last question was... I know we don't want to, but I asked this in the Rebel Without a Cause video, but I know we don't want to think about it. But if you could pick three women that you would... I, I guess cast or similar to these roles as Elise, Brenda, and Annie now, who okay. do you think could pull off this? I'm going to go with Sarah Paulson, Olivia Coleman, and Angela Bassett. Oh, that that would be good. Yeah. That would be so good. I don't even know. I would cat. Okay. Now who would be each? Who would be like out of those three women who, uh, which character would they play? I could see Angela Bassett being like the Elise character. And um, I could see, I, I think Sarah Paulson would make a good Brenda and mm-hmm. I think a, a, a Olivia Coleman for Annie. Yeah. Olivia Coleman's really cool. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan as Phoebe hands down. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. That's actually really a genius casting there. That's actually really good. I can think I of someone I want. I want like Connie Britton as Elise. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. I really like her. <laughs> I think she's really cool. Um, I would really like uh, Chloe Sevigny as Annie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think she'd be really funny. I, I also think that Melanie Linsky from Yellow Jackets would be a good Annie, too. Oh, yeah. She'd be a good Brenda. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think she'd be a great Brenda. That's, that's who I would pick. But I think, didn't she just win a Critics' Choice Award? Yeah, I think and so. I had no idea she was from New Zealand. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, when she was talking, I was like, oh my God. He's from New Zealand. Um, we have to do an episode on yellow jackets too. Yeah. Like just yeah. a general one. Like our theories and stuff, because then we can like go back to it when this the second season premieres. <laughs> we'll be yeah. like, we'll see how like wrong we were about everything. Um but yeah, that was um I don't know, man. I mean, this fucking movie, it's just like it's really hard to put into words, I guess like what I like about it. It's just like watching it is just even better than talking about it. Yeah, it's 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 just very comforting and it's it just feels very safe. And it, it's just um I don't know, it's just it's like I don't know, it's like cookie dough, you know? Like yeah. I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's just, it is, it's, and it also yeah. is such a great kind of message that these women are like, fuck this. You know, like it seems to be like you know, it always seems that that women just kind of like move on and like get on with it, but like the men never seem to have any consequence. 
Yeah. Like they just leave you. They, what Elise's guy wanted alimony. She's like, he, he wants all of this and now he wants more and he's getting alimony. Like what the fuck, you know? So, and she's like, you know, doing a lot of the work and she's like, what the fuck? Like he's a producer. Why is he getting alimony? Like he works. It's not like he doesn't have a job. So I don't even see why he would want out or why you would like even get alimony. But that's when she's like, and Bill's going to walk away with alimony. <laughs> like stuff that like, you're like, what the fuck? And he's producing a movie that, uh, what are, what's her name? Is it going to be in Phoebe? So I'm like, he's not, not working, but, um, but yeah, it's just like, it's really cool to see them really like come together over the death of their friend and, and kind of like realize again that, it's just, you know, like, even though they're really different and their lives went in such different paths, they still a- are able to, like, come together, which is cool, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not, like, one-upping each other. I feel like we always see movies where women are, like, fighting against each other yeah, or they're, like, catty or, you know, those are the movies, obviously, that do, you know, that, that they make a lot. But this was, like, an empowering movie. It wasn't just, like, no, stick it to the man. Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool, but... Yeah, I mean, I love it. It's such a great one. Especially a lot of these people are really well known now. So if you're younger and you think you might not like it, like you will. Like you probably know Sex in the City. So you know Sarah Jessica Parker and she's in this. And there's probably someone in this movie that everybody knows that they would watch it for. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's um I definitely highly recommend it. And uh in a few days we're gonna be recording our episode on season two of Buffy. Oh God! All right, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. We're we're gonna go through it chronologically. We're not gonna spend like crazy amounts of time on it, but it's more than season one. We're gonna get more into like the story and yeah, just more of all that kind of shit. So that's coming next week on mm-hmm. the Patreon. And yeah, Rebel Without a Cause is coming out on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, then we're doing yeah, Last Days, and uh, yeah, more on the horizon. Um, possible collabs coming, and yeah. Do all that fun stuff and uh, yeah, write us a note, check out the letterbox, see what else we got coming. And yeah, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Hey.